0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. I hope that all of you are well and keeping safe in these times. In today's special episode, I have to say, we have a very, very special lady. And she is absolutely, totally inspirational for me. Her name is Emily Gearing. And she is the founder of the Rest Easy Method. She was named as one of the eight pioneers in her field for mental health in young people. What she also does is she is a life coach, a mindfulness practitioner, a well-being teacher, to name but a few things. And her method is used everywhere and now also She was just telling me earlier, it has gone internationally. So I'm very, very pleased to have Emily on the show today. Hi, Emily. Hi there. Well, thank you for such a lovely introduction. That's so kind. Well, I wanted to get it right because I know you do so many things and I wanted to be sure to get that (laughs) part, but I know you do so many things. Thank you so much, Emily, for coming on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's lovely to be here.
0: how are you how are things with you yeah really good
1: actually yeah it's been interesting times hasn't it during lockdown but we've been really busy um taking everything with rest easy online so now people can access all the uh training tutorial videos and there's a membership site so normally we do everything face to face uh with businesses and schools but um you know during lockdown we've had to go online but actually it's been really, really interesting and really rewarding. So it's it's been actually a really nice time to be
0: honest. Now I want to know and I want and I'm sure the listeners would like to know about this method because how it came about it's quite an extraordinary story. And mm-hmm. I would like you to share a little bit about yourself and how you came to do such a wonderful project to launch something that has really helped so many people and you know i know from before from talking with you before the chats that we have had it is really a phenomenal way to help people i know you've launched some new things as well with it so you know please share also your journey about how you got into it and about your life because your story is Really phenomenal how you began and to where you are today.
1: Okay, well, thank you. Um, yeah, so basically, I started um, with social anxiety and body dysmorphic disorder when I was about 10. And the reason for that was that we moved house a number of times. So I went to five different schools from the age of four to 11. And I really found that last move when I was 10 was just quite overwhelming. I was struggling to fit in and um, i had really like a very low self-esteem lack of confidence and um, i had a bit of a fear of being seen so i used to cover my face a lot with makeup and wear my hair down as much as possible and things like that and i really found um, my lack of confidence meant that i was a bit of a target for some controlling people uh, in the future i had brilliant family and supportive friends but um, later in my life, when I was around 16, I ended up into violent relationships, so from 16 to 21. And looking back, I think that was because, you know, I just didn't have this confidence. I didn't believe in myself. I was very self-aware, very uh, insecure about my body. And um, during those relationships, I really kind of lost myself. Um, I lived with fear, and you know, for all those years and it really impacted my well-being, And since then, um, I've had some counselling and they said it was probably post-traumatic stress what I was suffering with. So, um, you know, that was on top of obviously the social anxiety and the body dysmorphic disorder. Um, but then I met my husband and got married when I was 25, which was lovely. Um, but I have to say the thought of going through my wedding day was just really overwhelming. I was really worried about being centre of attention you know, I really was having panic attacks about whether I could actually go through with everyone looking at me. And um, so we, I did, I got through the day and it was lovely. And then we went on honeymoon and I ended up having a bit of a nervous breakdown because I'd got through my wedding day and I thought, you know, if I can do that, I can do anything, but I didn't feel any different.
0: And after how many years Um, of, of suffering, did you finally manage to get some sort of help? therapeutically
1: so that was about 15 years of just kind of trying to manage it myself and I hadn't realized I mean it wasn't talked about you know it's nearly 20 years ago people didn't talk about mental health then and I just thought I was shy and quiet and I probably saw myself as a bit weird a bit different because I was such a deep thinker And I would um, really kind of take everything quite personally. I felt really misunderstood. I was quite angry at the world. But now I understand myself. Obviously, I know that that was all part of the social anxiety. I'm actually an introvert. I've learned that about myself. So it's absolutely fine to want to be on my own and to have time to think. I mean, I'm quietly spoken. So I used to, people used to take the mickey out of me for that. But what I've realized is that it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, it just means I'm gentle in my approach and that's okay. And, you know, all this self-acceptance yeah. and everything came from that. Um, but yeah, so it took me a long time to even really kind of acknowledge that there was a diagnosis. And um, I did have the CBT, but obviously I just got married. I had quite a good job at the time. And the counselor basically kind of said to me, well, you've got nothing to worry about. And I just felt that there was a real lack of understanding and compassion. But like I say, it was, you know, nearly 20 years ago. And again, that kind of led me to like, well, I, it must just be me then. I must just be a bit strange. And um, I actually then read a magazine article about body dysmorphic disorder. And I then got a book. Um, and it really helped me to understand the issues that I've been suffering with and that I wasn't on my own and that was a really kind of like a turning point point. Um, and then I just became really really interested in self-development and really wanted to find as much information as I could and uh, I started training in EFT which is emotional freedom technique, the Reiki, mindfulness and um, psychology and life coaching and really along that journey there was moments of like absolute clarity and understanding and it was just oh it's like breathing a sigh of relief and then um the really big turning point was when I discovered my purpose and that basically I'd kind of not fulfilled my potential because of all my anxiety and I was then just on a mission to you know prevent anxiety in the future because I thought you know if I wasn't fulfilling my potential what was happening to people out there and um, I was asked to deliver mindfulness in schools and I was uh, going through the process of doing that and I thought I want to make it a bit more fun, a bit more tangible and also bring in some life coaching elements um, because I'd previously trained to be a a life coach. And had you
0: trained to be um, a life coach, Emily, and to do um, mindfulness techniques because of what you had gone through? Is this how you actually got into it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So through, I'd done the EFT training, which I really enjoyed. I then started looking at hypnotherapy because i had had some hypnotherapy and enjoyed that. But in between times, I'd had some life coaching and I thought this for me is where it's at. You know, I really want to empower people to help themselves. And uh, what I found, my mindfulness um, training was specifically for children. And I just thought, you know, if we can bring in some of that life coaching for children as well, um, that's where we can really start to see some significant differences. And um it coincided with the mental health debate at the House of Commons. And I attended that, and they were asking for smart and innovative approaches to well-being in schools. So I put it forward um, as a methodology then. That's when I actually came up with the REST Easy acronym. So how did you um,
0: how did you? How did it come about? Was it um, one of those inspirational moments, like a Eureka moment, the rest easy method, or was it over a period of time that you were thinking about it?
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting you ask that because I'd been teaching the rest part, so recognize emotion, stop, think. I hadn't got a name for it, but I was teaching those principles.
0: In schools?
1: uh, In schools and in private workshops Mm -hmm. for children. Up to the age of about 12. Mm-hmm. And, um you know, I was really enjoying doing that. And then I was like, I just really want to make it easy. It just needs to be really easy and really memorable. And then I was just like, oh, rest easy. And I looked up <laughs>
0: what rest easy means.
1: Yeah. And it just means like that, nothing... just like
0: that. Some of the best yeah, ideas are the most it. simplest, aren't they?
1: That's it. um So I looked up what rest easy actually means. And it's, that there's nothing to worry about as everything's taken care of so they use it in america quite a lot and um, we don't have any kind of phrase like that over here that i was aware of so um yeah rest easy actually stands for recognize emotions stop think engage awareness and support yourself so it's very practical each level has um, practical tools and elements that go with it and then as a universal approach it comes together as a self help um cohesive um way of managing emotions really
0: so where do you do these i i know you do it in schools um mm-hmm. but where else do you do it and how how do you do it how does it be in how how big are the classes tell us a little bit about how it starts and you know what is the course content
1: yeah okay So we go into schools and we train the staff at the moment. That's how we're doing it. And then the staff deliver it in PSHE lessons. But we also go into businesses uh, running workshops. And the the reason we do that is because it's a preventative measure. So we generally work with six to 25-year-olds, but also anyone who comes into contact with them. So employers, parents, carers. And so in businesses, we're talking with the parents. And what we're finding is a lot of parents are having time off work to look after their children with mental illness. Mm -hmm. So obviously from a business point of view, that has an impact on um, their sick leave and things like that. So businesses are finding it useful to give the um, parents that are their employees the tools to use with their own children. So I've recently run um, some webinars for businesses and then their staff can access all the information on the website. And then we also run parent workshops, which previous to lockdown, we were doing face-to-face. So they're quite small groups. Mm -hmm. Um, They're lovely because the parents can interact and share their own experiences. And you generally find that there's a lot of um, support then within that group, which is lovely. And we also run private uh, workshops for children. So, um, again, they're quite small groups.
0: And how long is the course um, actually for?
1: So it depends. When we're delivering it into schools, we do that over 2 half-day sessions and then it's an ongoing um, lesson that they have um, throughout the year going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, with the online stuff, we suggest Um, four months for that so um, people can have access to all the tutorial videos and then work their way through for that or with the parent workshops that's like a half-day event so um, it's quite flexible in the way it's delivered.
0: Okay and how many trainers do you have out there now in the UK and abroad?
1: Yes, yeah, so we've got eight coaches now that are trained in the method and they go out and deliver it into schools. And then we've just taken on a Rest Easy ambassador in Australia who works in a women's refuge and she's going to be delivering it there. So we are actually looking for more ambassadors across the world who might want to uh, learn the methodology and then promote it. So, um,
0: Okay, and you would then go and teach that, would you, to the um actual trainers
1: yeah ideally i mean previous to that uh, previous to lockdown they were we were doing um training days and they would actually come and have that face-to-face training but i've just uh, managed to do it now on a digital uh, platform so mm-hmm. that they could access that so we've got more of a global reach which is really a really positive thing to come out of this current situation
0: And what do you think that has made this method and you successful and unique? What do you think, because it is a phenomenal success from where you were, Emily, to where you are now, you know, the journey Mm -hmm. must have been incredulous for yourself, but what do you think? Why do you think that is so? Why do you think it's so successful?
1: I think my life experience has basically made me very, very determined. I'm very motivated Um, because I found my purpose and I was absolutely on a mission to prevent mental illness. So I just didn't want anyone to go through the sort of mental anguish that I'd been through. So I would definitely say my own life experience and my passion, but also I am quite creative and innovative. And I think it seems to happen and i mean i'm just so grateful to this but i just seem to meet the right people at the right time who just understand where i'm coming from so you know attending the mental health debate and i met danny bowman who is the head of campaigns at parliament street and he then backed the campaign and that's been put forward um but also we're being backed by nhs innovations agency so it's that innovation, I think, um, and being adaptable to change and being able to kind of move with the times is really been something that I would say is a been a thread throughout my life. And I don't think that's come from going to so many different schools. I've had to adapt and I've had to change. So I find change quite liberating and I look for the opportunity
0: in it rather than it being overwhelming. Um, and do you feel very proud when you look back? and you look at what you're achieving now, do you have this, I can imagine, this sense of pride? It's
1: really interesting because I still feel there's so much to do, so I don't feel I've got to a stage where I can kind of go, wow, I've, I've made it, I've done it, you know? And I think um, I definitely have pride in my journey in that I've overcome so much. But what I would say is that I still have fear, but I know how to manage it. and that's something that's really important, I think, for the listeners that you know we don't or I haven't got to a point where I stop being scared. I just know how to manage the fear. So I'm very proud of how I manage fear. that I definitely am proud of that. I'm really proud of the team and what we're um, achieving and really proud of the method itself. But to have that sense of pride in myself, I feel like, oh, there's so much more I need to achieve first. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yes, yes. There's so many more things that you'd like to do. And somehow those aspirations are bigger than the fear.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also then purpose comes into it. So I was talking about this with a client yesterday that, you know, we all have fear, don't we, to any degree. And at yeah. the moment, there will be a lot of fear out there. And it's how we overcome that or work with it, really, is the key. But it all comes down to purpose. If you are absolutely on purpose in what you're doing, in your intention, in what you're hoping to achieve, then the purpose has to be bigger than the fear. And, you know, that, I think, has been something that I've moved through, I would say, over the years. Um, but finding my purpose was the turning point because I'm just on a mission, really. I can't describe it in any other way. It's just like... I think
0: it's amazing, Emily, really. You know, what a line, you know, when purpose overcomes fear. Mm -hmm. And I think, I really do think this, and I believe it, and I think that when we don't have a purpose, when we are ignoring our purpose, is when fear comes. Because Mm -hmm. what it really is, is something from inside us I believe, that he's saying to us, this is not your path. Yeah. When you find your path and when you find your purpose, I think then fear, you know, dissolves. Mm, exactly, yeah. Because you're confronting fear and you're exposing fear and fear is ultimately an illusion. Yeah. It's not a, a real thing. I know we can feel fear. And it feels uh, real, but Mm. we are more powerful than fear.
1: Yeah, I think that's so it, because once you actually recognise that, it's coming from the ego, isn't it? And that ego state Mm. is always a fear-based way of being. But once you come from purpose, which is, you know, a higher way of being in that love and just needing to make a difference. And I really hope that that's what people are taking from this, point in time you know we've got this opportunity to just kind of pause and reflect and really question what our purpose is you know what are we here to do what are we trying to do and you know we've got an opportunity going forward it's it's quite exciting I think um but if people are still in that ego state and that fear state it's it's coming from a really um sort of low low vibration isn't it that low level of just thinking about ourselves. But once we start thinking about how we can help others, that just shifts
0: us into a really different mindset. And Then it becomes love. Yes, exactly. And then love is the most powerful thing. Yes. That is the most powerful everything that you could ever imagine and more. And I think when we come from love, we are the most powerful. It's to help one another. It's to have compassion with one another. Mm -hmm. To because if you didn't learn to love yourself, you couldn't be doing this now to teach other people to love themselves.
1: Exactly. I know I think that is the absolute key. And you know, people say it all the time, don't they? You've got to love yourself before others you can love others and others can love you. You've got to Mm. allow that love. But Really we do have everything we need inside we've just got to tap into it and I think you know as I said previously that for me it was feeling misunderstood and that made me quite angry a lot of the time but I didn't understand myself. I mm, people mm. see that I you know changed like the wind with what I was saying my opinions I didn't really feel that they were very valid. And I really had to almost lose myself to then find myself.
0: Does that make sense? Yes. I, I Someone said to me a long time ago, um, in order to find yourself, exactly what you said, you must lose yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the illusion of who we think we are yeah. or who we think we should be. Should be and that the bridge to who we really are is the bridge to freedom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, definitely you know you were talking earlier about um your anxieties and I think we all have that especially in this day and age of you know are we good enough mm. are people looking at us what are people thinking you know and we can spend a lifetime trying to teach people to love us yeah and accept us but that isn't real no no
1: And I think one of the big things that I discovered, I've done a lot around personality profiling in Myers-Briggs. And when I realised there's 16 different personality types, so we're not going to get on with everyone. There will be elements (laughs) of that clash, you know? And so I think that's been a really big thing for me just to accept that some people won't like me and that's okay. And before I would have really struggled with that. Um, But now I'm like, it's mine because you know there is differences and that can be really um interesting and you know but also we we shouldn't be trying to potentially you know meet that person's expectations when you know they might not have the same values as us and that's what i just really have come to accept that Don't stay where you're tolerated, go where you're celebrated. And that's the thing. Even if some people don't like you, it's absolutely fine. You will be okay. Just find your tribe, find those people that do get you and do understand you. And then it's just like a whole new
0: world. It's amazing. It's so liberating. It is, it is. And absolutely the truth of what you say, and I've learned this through my life and I'm learning it also, is don't disrespect your soul. Don't stay where you're not wanted. Mm -hmm. Don't stay where you're not respected. Because ultimately, it's a disrespect for who we are. I remember once, and it's a strange thing, I was in the garden, it was about a year ago. And I suddenly had this, you know, it, it was one of those heartfelt moments, you know, when you're listening to your heart and it It is really rather divine. Mm. And I'd had an issue with somebody and, you know, and they were criticising and, you know, I never really like to displease people in that way because I always try to let people be as they are. Yeah. As I yeah. think that's the best way to be. But, so, but you can't expect people to be like you. Yeah. So this is a big learning curve. And I, re- I I remember whether it be my heart or my soul, And it was just this feeling and, you know, this voice that said, but the most important thing is that you respect yourself. Mm -hmm. Once you respect yourself, then everyone will respect you. Who is meant to be with you? Yeah. And who is not, as you said, it's not your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. There's no point in wasting a lifetime with people who don't get you. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Because that can really impact on your well-being and you know, you can doubt yourself. But actually, it's about those value systems. And if people have different value systems, then they're not going to get, you know, what you value. So it's like letting go with that. And I think that's where some of the mindful principles come in. And that's why I absolutely love having this awareness. So with recipes, we talk about awareness, engage awareness. So awareness of ourselves, but awareness of others as well. So, um, you know, What's going on? What's what's happening in that dynamic? What are you able to let go of? What are you maybe encouraging? Um, and also, what are you tolerating? And I think that is a really big thing. That quite a lot of the time, if we're people pleasers, we can end up tolerating a lot of um, situations or you know experiences that don't resonate with us. And why are we doing that? That's ultimately just to please others. So then we come into like non-striving so letting go of trying to control things like you say you know we can't control others we shouldn't either it's totally that's up to them they are there.
0: absolutely yes
1: so what are we striving for if we're striving to be liked, why do we want to be liked by people that haven't got the same value system so you know it's just like let that go and then acceptance i think is just so key accepting ourselves accepting others Accepting the moment, accepting what's happening around us. And I used to think acceptance was quite a weak thing to do. Um, But actually, it's very, very powerful to accept things because we can't change and we can't control things. So, you know, letting go and accepting it is what it is, um, is really, really important,
0: isn't it? It is. And to be, as you said, present in this moment, Mm -hmm. because in reality... There is no past. No. It's gone. No. There is no future. No. We don't know if we're going to walk there. No. We we really don't. And I think it's this humbleness of being totally present in this moment. And being totally present, I, I don't know about you, Emily, but being present with somebody that you're sitting with, that you're talking no. to, and actually, you know, accepting them in their entirety. Yeah. And saying, you know, whatever is going on, it's because it's going on in their world. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's because of me. It could be something completely different. And if we can find that bridge to each other Mm. and meet halfway. Definitely. You know, a tolerance of each other. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also that validates.
0: Yeah, it
1: validates then the person, you know. I think that's what we're all looking for, some sort of validation that we're okay. And to be mm. fully present with someone gives them that acknowledgement, you know, whatever you're going through is okay, and I get it, and I'm here for you. And, you know, that's, it's really,
0: really important. To be present with someone, and actually, yes, their presence validates, yeah. you know, and honours them. Yeah. Because if you're talking to someone and one of my pet hates and my friends and family and people that know me, one of my pet hates is you're talking to me, but you're looking at the phone Mm. and that is not respectful. So if I can sit with you or talk to you, then, you know, I'm spending moments of my life that I'm never going to get back. You're spending moments of your life. You know, we have to sometimes obviously take calls and do what we have to do. But actually give honour to that presence of that person.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because especially now, we're not in a rush to go and do something else, are we? And time is what we have an abundance of. So to give people your time right now is just... And your um attention
0: is just so, so important. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: it is. And it's it's so true. And I think with your method, from what I know about it, from what you've told me, from what I've read about it, it is in a way it's, you know, the word rest easy. Mm -hmm. It's this calmness. And I know that you definitely have this calmness about you, Emily. You know, it's perfect for you, you Mm -hmm. know, because You install this calmness and that's what we need in this mad, hectic world.
1: Oh, thank you. That's so kind of you. It's funny because I was always kind of,
0: you know, like I say, picked
1: on for being quiet and gentle. And, you know, that, like I say, could have been seen as a bit of a weakness. But actually, there's so much strength in that. And I think that's what I've kind of honoured in myself, is that being quiet and being reflective, being a deep thinker and you know being that kind of well introvert ultimately that's what it is um has power to it because once you acknowledge it then you don't try to fit into places that you know might not be right for you and this is what we try and instill in the children we talk about we support yourself we talk about personality types, and that it's okay to want time on your own or if you're an extrovert you know you'd be craving that attention to be with other people and that's what I think extroverts are going to be really struggling at the moment because they're not going to have that outside stimulus and things like that
0: and the outside validation as you were saying
1: that's so true so but honestly I just think knowing yourself is absolutely key to overcoming mental health issues and that was really one of the big things I wanted to instill with Rest Easy is you know recognizing your emotions so recognize what is making you, we talk about being in or out of the zone. So your zone of resilience, what's making you be out of the zone? What's, you know, what's making your emotions? We talk about riding the wave as well. What makes you ride the wave? Um, And just knowing yourself because everyone's different and everyone has a different zone of resilience. And I think what I realized previously was when I was struggling with all my anxiety and everything, I hardly had any resilience. And I was totally living out of the zone. It was just not sustainable. And now my zone of resilience is really big and I can, I can recognize when my emotions are coming on and then I will do something to manage those until they pass and I will support myself. So ultimately that is where the method teaches you those ways of supporting yourself based on your personality and who you are as an individual.
0: So is it Emily that you whatever method works for you and has worked for you is what you've instilled in this rest easy method? Yeah
1: so what I mindfulness was just so um, poignant to me and I really wanted the whole approach to be a mindful approach so having that awareness of the moment on purpose without judgment obviously that's your definition of mindfulness but Um, Just to have that awareness of what's going on for me and just kind of question it, observe it, and just cultivate that deep understanding, really. Um, Because previously as well, I think, definitely I would have emotions and I didn't know where they came from. I would probably blame the world, blame others. And I didn't ever really take time to actually question, well, what's this telling me? What can I do to move through this?
0: Mm. So
1: mindfulness is absolutely key to the method. DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy is um, really running through the methodology as well that's about riding the wave of emotion but also the essence of DBT is looking at things from an opposite point of view so there's always two ways of looking at things so when we do yes at least yeah, exactly and <laughs> um, when we mm-hmm. do recognize emotions then we start we do some deep breathing so that's your mindful breathing mindful awareness and then we think and we try to think about things from the opposite perspective so often when we have anxiety we're coming from worst case scenario and catastrophe thinking but actually let's look at best case scenario and if that feels too much to comprehend well let's meet in the middle Um, but Mm, you know mm. when we're in anxious thinking we can be very fixed in our thinking so have almost that growth mentality in that growth mindset to look at the possibilities and look at the opposite so that's really running through as well and then a uh, positive psychology bringing in some positive psychology to the thinking part engage awareness is very mindful and then support yourself is the life coaching elements so
0: basically and this did you have experts um within this field to actually write this um Course, or did you do it all yourself through yeah, experience? Yeah, I did it all
1: myself through experience. So, wow! Yeah. Um, and what I've taken is just basically everything I've trained in, everything I've learned over the years. I've just put it together in one cohesive method because I thought, you know, I love that part of that uh, practice, mm-hmm. or I love that principle from that, and and I just wanted to make it really easy and like I say, memorable and very, very uh, practical. And it can be applied, you know, at any time by anyone. So there's no um, kind of barriers to it either.
0: And you know it works. So really, in a way, coming to you to train for this is going to the source of everything that you've learned Everything that has helped you, of course, different things help different people. But this is actually you have experienced in your life, this help and that, you know, that this way yes, works.
1: definitely. And with the support yourself, it's that everyone can find their own support strategies. So you work through the methodology, you know, actually recognising the emotions, but then the support you then give to yourself or the support you find outside of yourself is very bespoke for the individual. So, you know, it will work for everybody and that's what we're finding. Um, So yeah, it's, it's really, really rewarding. And also, you know, people can take elements of it that resonate the most with them. So it might just be riding the wave of the emotions or engaging awareness of the moment or doing the deep breathing. Even if people just say to themselves, just rest easy, this will pass and do some deep breathing, that's going to have huge
0: benefits so it doesn't matter it's like a treasure chest you know you take what you need at that moment it doesn't have to be the whole thing it can it can be parts of the whole that can eventually then make you whole I love that yeah that's it I love what you do though you Mm -hmm. know I love what you do I think it's amazing and tell me and um Emily Where do you get your inspiration? I mean, is it a person? Is it a thing? Um, Who inspires you? What inspires you?
1: Um, Well, I'm really driven by people that um, are passionate about um, making a difference. So, um, you know, people that are really on a mission. So, like, you're really inspirational to me. You know, I just love that you're on this journey to help people as well and just, you know, sharing the message. And purpose, I think, is just so brilliant. So, thank you. You're really inspiring to me, and I do find that's that very in kind, arena... of you? You're very welcome. Mm. Um, but I do find in this arena that um, you know, there is just such insp- inspirational people out there. And uh, Brené Brown, I absolutely love. She's amazing. She talks about vulnerability a lot and sense of belonging. So, I was drawn to her because. I didn't really ever feel like I belonged. And when I first started coming out with my story about my anxiety, I was, I felt very vulnerable. And um, I think, you know, again, it's okay to be vulnerable, isn't it? You know, it's absolutely okay because.
0: Yes, it um, is. That, you're raw, you're real, you're raw, you're real. And that's the yeah, real that's you. That's where
1: your authenticity comes through. So. Um, I really I really like um, what she talks about her books are really inspiring and then John Kabat-Zinn who is you know the major guru in mindfulness I mean I just love the way he lives by his teachings and I was really lucky to see him at a mindfulness conference that I attended and it was just awe-inspiring he was just so calm and just so lovely really Um, so yeah and lives and lives what he speaks about yeah um and i think you know when sometimes you see these motivational speakers and these gurus that can be very Mm. high energy um if you get into personality or anything i find it really interesting but it you can go on some websites and it says who has a similar personality and i can really resonate with how she felt so misunderstood and she really wanted to get a message across and she was trying to be really authentic in amongst everything. And I really admire that. And then also actually more recently, I find Meghan Markle's really inspirational. And I know she's had a lot of bad press and stuff, but I think she really stands by what she believes in. And I loved her quote that was about, life isn't just about surviving, it's about thriving. And I think that is a real mind shift and it's something I definitely experienced. I was in survival mode for most of my life. And now I can definitely oh, feel oh. that I'm thriving, you know, on a daily basis. My brain is just so hungry for more information. And I'm, like I say, I'm just on a mission. And I think once you have that um, shift from surviving to thriving, it does change everything. So, um, yeah, I find her quite inspirational as well exactly life becomes a pleasure and and we don't have to just Mm. survive you Mm. know I think we end up telling ourselves that sometimes and we think that it is just hard work um Mm. but actually once you've I think what happens is you get these moments of clarity throughout if you're on this self-development journey anyway this is my experience but you get these moments of clarity and every time you do you go oh this is it This is the turning point, and then something else happens, and but really you just end up kind of rolling with the punches, and that resilience grows, and then you realize no matter what gets thrown at you, you can get through it, and that's where that kind of um self-empowerment comes from. So, you know, we are surviving the worst thing in the world, you know, we're all getting through it, so we should all give ourselves credit for that. You can spend years worrying about something that might never happen. But I would think not many people have Mm, worried about a global pandemic that brings the world to a standstill. But it's happening. We're getting through it.
0: It's happening and we're in it. And as you say,
1: we're getting through it somehow. I actually really hope that people come through this feeling more resilient. Like we nailed it. We got through it. We survived. You know, so hopefully that will be the message that comes through long term
0: and whatever we go through in our life you know whatever it may be all the twists and all the turns you know if mm-hmm. we have as you say this resilience then whatever life throws at us we can give it our best yeah, and that's all that's needed is that, our best, best there's
1: nothing else to do is to say yeah mm-hmm. and your yeah it's
0: true you know what else is there to do and actually
1: no one sets out to do a bad job and this is the thing that I really do feel sometimes in social media and stuff sometimes people can really criticize others but everyone is out trying to do their best no one's out trying to do a bad job so actually go easy on people you know just have that compassion like you say
0: because you don't know what they're going through you don't know what they're living through and yeah To get up in the morning, even to get up, you know, in the morning is a great achievement. You know, it's not a small feat. It's a big feat for a lot of people. And we don't know. We really don't know. Um, Earlier, before I spoke to you, I had a delivery and um, a food delivery, actually. And the gentleman that came in said, Mm. oh, he said, I've had enough of this life. And I said, why have you had enough of this life? He said, I can't take it. You know, and he was still, you know, bringing the bags in. And I said, why? He said, I hope to go back to normal soon. So I looked at him and I said, you know, because I think Mm. everyone we meet has a message for us, whoever that may be, you know, even in the smallest details. And I said, do you really want to go back to what was normal? And he stopped and he said, Mm. well, not really. No." No. He said, but I don't know where else to go. And this is the thing, if you don't go back mm. to what you thought was normal, where do you go? And this is where I think people like yourself, Emily, and the work that you do and the therapists, the healers, all these the artists, you know, it's a way to show mm. yourself actually. And, you know, what can I do? What am I capable of? What is my purpose? As you said, yeah. what's my purpose yeah. in life? Because mm. he didn't want to go back to where he was, actually.
1: Yeah.
0: But he didn't know where to go. So, so how yeah.
1: do we get people over that and I bridge? I think that is the key because no one really knows where they're heading, do they? No one knows. It's, it is a journey. Um, but I suppose, yeah. And also, mm. in fact, I was talking to, I was interviewed a couple of days ago. Um, by a um, priest, and he was asking me about, um, you know, kind of what, sometimes we can have this overwhelm, especially what he's doing, you know, he wants to save the world Mm -hmm. and save people. And, And I said, you know, we are going to have this element of inadequacy at the moment, because we can only do what we can do with the information that we have, with the skills that we have. But we can actually look at everything as you know what opportunities are there to help people right now and I just feel that actually with all the digital networks and technology you know it's amazing what we've been able to achieve so it's looking at the opportunities um that are out there and but that takes a mindset shift so like you say he's probably feeling overwhelmed with you know I just want it to go back to normal but normal wasn't really
0: working so What can we do? Not at all. And that's, yeah, what do we do? What do we do? And this is the point we're at, because I believe that we're at a huge crossroads of life. And we need to have Mm. a huge shift within ourselves. You know, people talk about this global shift, but we need to, as personalities, as souls, as beings, have a huge shift. And as you said, give ourselves, you know, a pat on the back and say, you know what? yeah, You're getting through this somehow. However, the tragedies that you hear, the sorrowful things that go on, there's some beautiful things also. You can see the most beautiful things come from people. Mm -hmm. And it's that, I think, that we, you know, in the work that you do, in the work that I do, need to focus on and try to reach out to as many people as we can. And I think
1: that's the, one of the quotes I was going to mention was um, Coco Chanel said, beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. And I think, yeah, it's knowing yourself and then knowing what unique skills Mm -hmm. you have to offer because there will be people out there that need those skills. And whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through, your story, will, you know, it matters and it can help people so you know I think even if there have been some really dark times what is the purpose to that it's not wasted you know there can be so much joy and help and encouragement to come from that so you know I just hope that people see that from my story that you can overcome things and you can channel it in the right way and then you can help people, you know, that just absolutely drives you forward. So whatever challenges people are going through yes, now, there is a yeah. purpose to it and there is an end in sight. And if they can, you know, use the opportunities with social media or even just create a blog or a vlog of what they're going through, that's going to help somebody because there will be someone else out there in a similar situation. So that's it.
0: Anything, anything, as you say anything that can help people realize they're not on their own. Uh, And certainly we are all on this, you know, on this planet together. Every single thing, I'm a believer in this, every single Mm. thing that each one of us does has a ripple towards somebody else. It has to, because we're all as one. Mm. In reality, we are one. Our egos like to think, you know, all of our egos like to think they're number one. But as humanity, we are one. Um, And that's why I really wanted wanted you on the show, Emily, because I'm hoping and I'm sure the listeners will agree with me. Your story is so inspirational that I really hope somebody out there who's feeling lost feeling alone or going through some of the things you know that you've gone through that many of us go through
1: Mm. can
0: actually find solace and some sort of encouragement in your story that there is hope and you know there is a way out of this mindset because if we have this purpose of life we have the key to set ourselves free. and um, i think you're one of the key givers as they say you know to set people free Thank and we need more you. people that's like you fun. truly you know and what are your visions what what are you so hoping I definitely for want What's to next take rest
1: easy global Um we are that was it, sort of in our three-year plan but now we've had the opportunity to do it and um, remotely that's um, more of a possibility so yeah just absolutely on a mission to prevent mental illness all over the world really so um we just want to share the method as much as possible and get out there and just meet the people that you know need the help and then personally long term I'd really like to build a house in the countryside and I really want to have a studio where I can write and make podcasts and do my training videos and run workshops virtually so as I said you know I am an introvert and I think sort of for me it was kind of like the next five years really promoting rescue, getting out there and doing um you know meeting people and doing the face-to-face stuff but with the view that long term i'll probably retreat a bit and <laughs>
0: be able to do everything from home so
1: <laughs> it sounds
0: lovely actually it sounds very beautiful and um why not why not indeed you need to have we were talking um the other day actually with another guest who Um, John Baker who does sports therapy and he works for a lot of the elite sports teams and he's done so many things like yourself and he was saying you've got to have a goal you've got to have a goal otherwise you can't ever reach it if you don't have something there that you are working towards how are you going to reach it you know and uh, amazing amazing people and what advice Emily if, if there's something you could say you know in a few lines to people out there what's your advice what's um yeah what's something that's I think inspired you It's
1: just knowing yourself I just really feel that is so so key and if you know yourself then you know your boundaries and you're able to say no to people and you're able to accept that it's okay if people don't like you because you like yourself and I just feel that is so empowering once you know yourself and then you can start to love yourself for who you are and so you're not seeking love from outside you've got it within and I just really feel that is just so so important and I know it's not easy and I really really do understand self-development can be a long journey and it can be difficult definitely we have to look at ourselves we have to own our story we have to maybe take responsibility for some of the anger we might have felt you know I used to be very angry at being misunderstood and I felt that everyone else needed to understand me but I needed Mm. to understand myself so I do really feel that just knowing yourself so if people can use this time now to really understand themselves and seek out people that can help them in doing that uh, you know, there's loads of stuff out there at the moment um, for support for people. Um, and then basically once you know yourself, then you find your tribe who are going to get you as well. And then life just makes so much more sense. But when you... That's it. If take you the don't first know step, yourself, take the how first are you step. expecting anyone else to understand mm-hmm. you? So, you know, that's it. Um, it's impossible. And, yeah, beauty begins the moment you... Become yourself. So just.
0: Beautiful, yeah, beautiful. I, I think, love that. So and people are comparing themselves actually. to
1: others and trying to be like others. Mm-hmm. But actually, what are your unique qualities? What makes you you? And then honor that. And especially with body image, you know, I love that people are um really having being so brave in sharing some of their unique body and, you know, kind of ways of being and everything. And there's yeah so brave and it's very brave um, it's very brave you know we are all unique and it's okay i think you know it's absolutely okay if people don't like you
0: because not everyone will but some That's and you're not going to like everyone and i think that uh, you know it's not an overnight the road of self-realization is a long one and the first step is the first step and unless we take the first step We're never going to get anywhere. But thank you so much, Emily. You know, an inspiration, truly. Now, tell please tell the listeners where they can get hold of you, your website Mm -hmm. and your social media.
1: Our training side of the business, which is for schools and businesses, is ResteasyTraining.com. And then for the public and for anyone who wants to become a member of the actual methodology, that's ResteasyMethod.com and then we have the rest easy method facebook page and on instagram it's rest easy training mm-hmm. so that i'm quite new on instagram with the the rest easy page but um the rest easy method on facebook is more established and then people can okay. email me as well and also i have my right. Purposeful moments uh, life coaching uh, website which
0: is just uk. Okay, wonderful. Thank you again, um, Emily. Thank you so much. It's been so an absolute pleasure. I
1: absolutely love chatting as always.
0: Yeah, Thank as you. always, as always. Lots of love to you and lots of luck. And let's catch up soon again. And for everyone out there, please take a look at Emily's um, site and all the wonderful things that she does. And let's take a step together. To build a better world and a world that's more beautiful so that we can be beautiful thank you very much everyone have a wonderful day and i'll see you in the next episode thank you for listening to secrets for an inspirational life brought to you by your host mimi Novik. please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode for more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music and inspirational work, take a look at her website www.miminovic.co.uk.